Welcome to the Parkcast, episode 10. The debate in favor and against open adoption. The Parkcast is a weekly series that brings evidence-informed child welfare practice to life by highlighting literature reviews from the Particle Archive. I'm your host, Matthew Hollingshead. This podcast defines the concept of open adoption and outlines key arguments presented by its opponents and supporters. Defining Open Adoption Open adoption is broadly defined as at least one meeting or contact between members of the birth parents and adoptive parents, such that they have some shared knowledge of the other party prior to placement. If the child is old enough to understand and use language, then the child is also aware of his or her adopted status and has awareness of contact between birth and adoptive parents. Open adoption may also involve the exchange of identifying information, such as full names, addresses, and telephone numbers. The degree of openness and contact is varied from case to case. Open adoption may or may not involve ongoing contact between birth and adoptive parents. Contact and frequency of contact can range across the spectrum, including exchange of letters or emails, the exchange of photographs, telephone conversations, and face-to-face meetings with the adoptive family and the adopted child. Such contact may be formalized as written agreements at the time of placement or may be negotiated as the child ages and develops. Type and frequency of contact may or may not be mediated by adoption agencies and may range from a time-limited period post-placement to ongoing contact over the child's lifespan. Four levels of openness. One, restricted open adoption. For example, The exchange of pictures and information for a limited time post-adoption with the adoption agency as a liaison. 2. Semi-open adoption. This can include meetings between birth and adoptive parents, but no further sharing of information or contact. 3. Fully open adoption. Birth and adoptive parents share information for a limited time. 4. Continuing open adoption. Birth and adoptive parents plan to maintain contact over the course of the adopted child's life. Open adoption versus traditional confidential adoption. The arguments for and against open adoption center around three core issues. One, legal realities. Two, the psychological effects of adoption. For adoptive parents, this includes bonding and attachment. For birth parents, it includes loss and grief, and for the adopted child, it includes identity formation. And three, ethical and moral issues surrounding the right to knowledge about one's biological heritage and the implications of lifelong secrecy. Summary of Arguments Against Open Adoption Issues for the birth parents Loss from adoption is not as final as loss from death and openness and contact may inhibit a clean and total break, therefore restricting the grief process. Concerns that biological parents will intrude upon the child and adoptive family and therefore impede their own grieving process. 
that the option for open adoption may persuade young mothers to relinquish their child when they may not have otherwise chosen to do so. The expectation of contact may risk prolonged ambivalence and grief. Issues for the adoptive parents That the bonding and attachment processes for adoptive parents will be compromised because they'll have to acknowledge that this is another family's child and not their own. That adoptive parents may not feel completely free to bond and form attachments for fear that the birth mother will come back to reclaim their child later. Issues for the adopted child That openness adds confusion to a child's sense of identity, particularly in regards to stability within the adoptive family and the confusion from dealing with two sets of parents who may have differing value systems. Some reports argue that this confusion may lead children to reject both sets of values and increase their risk for future psychopathologies. That open adoption can expose a child to destructive relationships or generate loyalty conflicts. Summary of arguments in favor of open adoption. Issues for the birth parents. The counseling process throughout preparations for open adoption facilitates the birth parents' decision-making and grieving processes. Openness may provide birth parents with reassurance about their decision, allowing them to hand over parental rights and engage in a grieving process comforted with the knowledge that their child is alive and well. This approach may validate the judgment of birth parents to address their child's best interests and does not punish birth parents for giving up their child. This may allow birth parents to feel less overwhelmed by feelings of grief and loss. Open adoption allows the birth mother more control in determining her child's future by being able to envision the child's future family and environment. Issues for adoptive parents Open adoption allows that attachment can be distinct from bonding. Attachment to a loving and nurturing primary caregiver is the critical factor in development of a healthy emotional relationship with the adoptive parents and family. The adoptive parents can facilitate a sense of entitlement to be the legal and psychological parents and thus diminish fears that birth parents will come back to reclaim their child. Open adoption can allow adoptive parents to feel better equipped to answer the questions that their child may have about their past. Issues for the adopted child That a child has an innate human right to know their biological heritage, a right that is a central need in the development of self-worth and identity formation. Open adoption allows access to a child's history, biological genealogy, and medical and genetic backgrounds. These pieces of information can all support the process of identity formation. Given the understanding that at some point an adopted child will wonder about the reasons for being adopted, openness can address feelings of loss and grief in adopted children and facilitate their resolution by providing access to information about a child's biological origins and the circumstances surrounding their adoption. This information may reduce feelings of rejection and abandonment as children mature and develop an understanding of their full history. Older children and those approaching adolescence may search for answers and desire contact with their birth parents. This process facilitates finding answers to unresolved issues, identity formation, and satisfaction with adoption when given an understanding for the reasons of their placement. Open adoption also holds the potential to avoid risks of harm that can arise from lifelong secrecy. Three key summary points. One, there is a great degree of variability in the definitions of openness and contact in open adoption. This variation can lead to confusion and can create practical issues when trying to evaluate outcomes for evidence-based practice. However, it also demonstrates the ability for open adoption to have flexibility in negotiating different life circumstances and types of desired contact. Two, this debate seems at times to be polarized by those who are strong supporters and advocates and those who are strongly opposed. Overall, 
the research evidence indicates a cautious optimism, and although it appears to be a helpful phenomenon, the caveat is that no approach is perfect for everyone. There is an agreement in the literature that while open adoption can and should continue, traditional confidential adoption should also be maintained where appropriate. 3. The consensus in the literature is that the best interests of the child are of paramount importance, and that agencies and clinicians need to be advocates for children because they do not otherwise have legal voices and can potentially be exposed to the greatest risks. Furthermore, the decision to choose between open and traditional adoption should be left to the birth and adoptive parents, with agencies and clinicians acting as mediators, counselors, educators, and liaisons. You've been listening to The Parkcast, Episode 10, The Debate in Favor and Against Open Adoption. The Parkcast is produced by Practice and Research Together, a membership-based organization that promotes the understanding and use of evidence-informed practice at all levels of the child welfare system. For more information about this episode's topic, The Parkcast, or Practice and Research Together, please visit www.parkcanada.org. And don't forget to follow us on Twitter at Part EIP. That's P A R T E I P. Thanks for listening.